Well, welcome back to another episode of our podcast. We're calling it In the Box. We got some fine people, uh, Brother Elliot. To talk Absolutely. To us. Absolutely. I'm Officer Skinner, Chesapeake County Police. And I'm Elliot Anderson, one of the recruiters for Chesapeake County Police Department. We're going to be talking to some of our young ladies that are on the police department um, that's been been here for a few years, got some promotions and some, some areas of um, uh, expertise that they are in. And I want to get them to introduce themselves. Lieutenant, you want to start? Sure. I'm Lieutenant Kyleen Peranto. I'm assigned to the personnel division. Okay. Cindy? I'm Corporal Cindy Chambers. I am actually assigned to the support division. I am a school resource officer at one of our middle schools in Chesterfield awesome. County. Awesome. Jen? I am Corporal Detective Jennifer Samuels. I work in Crimes Against Property. Okay. So, so where we are, we want, again, we had a a podcast earlier with some um, some young ladies that were going over, and they I think the average years they were here maybe three to three to, or yeah, about three years. About three years. So now we want to go to some some folks that's been here for, I guess let's say ten years and and, and above. How about that? Is that is that fair? A veteran officer. A veteran officer. Probably an average an average of about twenty five years between them. Mm-hmm. If you combine all three of them and divide them up, it's been about twenty five years of service, which is significant. It really is, good. It is significant. So what made, let's start with you, Lieutenant. What made you get in? Well, let's start by this. Tell me your history. Where, where are you from, your education? Okay. and um. So I am from Pennsylvania. So I am from up north. Um, and I went to Shippensburg University for my undergrad degree, uh, bachelor's degree in criminal justice. I uh, graduated college in December 2001 and started the academy here January 2002. Um, so right out of college, um, and I, um, in 2005, um, I went to University of Richmond to get my master's degree and, um, just, I needed a challenge and wanted something to do <laughs> on top of working full time. Um, and, uh, just recently, um, I am enrolled in Liberty University to get my PhD, oh, wow. um, in psychology. So, um, I'm pretty excited about That's that. Great. Um, That's I start awesome. next month. Okay. So okay. yes. Um, so, so you yeah. love learning. I love learning. Good. Um, and I've been here 19 years. Okay, good. Yes. Cindy? Oh, gracious. I am also from up north. I think I think all three of us from up, are <laughs> yes, up north, actually. Um, originally from a place called Littleton, Massachusetts. Uh, graduated from high school up there, went to college up there, got an associate's degree. Um, I, have a, I had a cousin that was actually in the fire department down here for Chesterfield Fire. He is retired now. He retired battalion chief. And he told me of the wonderful opportunities down here. And he wasn't lying. So mm-hmm. uh, back in 1990, I got hired in the fall of 90. I just turned 21, came on down here, and I've been here ever since. Um, I like Kyleen, kind of like the education thing, went back to college um, when I was 32, only to find out I was pregnant with my son, and graduated from college when he was two um, with my bachelor's in actually human resources. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. And was that through the University of Richmond it as well? It was through the University of Richmond as well. Okay. Wow. That's great. Jen? Yeah. Okay. I'm also from North. I am from Fishkill, New York. Um, I graduated, let's see, I went to community college up there and decided that I wanted to go somewhere warmer to finish my degree. <laughs> so I want, went to um, Wilmington, North Carolina, to the University of Wilmington. And received my um, criminal justice degree there. And actually, 
there was a career fair there and Chesterfield was there and I thought well let me just try out for this and see how this goes so I was able to I came up here took the physical test took the written test all on the same day and um, that was it and that was back that was I started the Academy July of 1998 Wow, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about that luggage that you that you bought with you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, okay, yay. that is we'll so talk, wrong. We'll talk about that. Um, okay. But no, I, you know, and, and the one thing that we talk about in in the box is what made you become police officers. I know it's easy to say I'm, I'm a criminal justice major. Uh, I got my master's. I got my. I'm working on this and working on that. But what is it that made you? Let your parents know that, you know, I, I made this decision to be part of a community mm -hmm. and, uh, and be in law enforcement. Yeah. Um, I will answer that. Um, from my perspective, um, I've always wanted to be a police officer. Um, my parents, my friends, everybody knew it in, when I was in elementary school. Um, so my parents weren't surprised by it. Um, nobody... Um, I think they just knew that's what I was going to do. Um, so me going to college for it wasn't a surprise. Mm -hmm. um, but being from up north, it's it's pretty difficult to get a law enforcement job um, up north. So um, just, you know, in my research, finding Chesterfield. Um, and, of course, I had applied to other agencies, but Chesterfield just aligned with my values and my morals. Just everything, Chesterfield was just great. Um, but I'm a first-generation police officer, um, so nobody was surprised by it my entire life. I've always wanted to. So my parents had a long time to prepare for that. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Jen? I will say I had a professor. He was a judge in community college up in New York, and he just talked about all the fun times like and the stories that these troopers would come up with in court. And I was like, that sounds like fun. I don't want to sit behind a desk and right. be a secretary. So I'm going to go do that. That's I, I had no idea I was going to do this until my sophomore year in college. That you was going to get into the law, get into enforcement, law enforcement, even though you were a criminal justice major at that well, time? Well, I wasn't um, a and criminal justice okay. major yet. Okay. I okay. just went in because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Okay, good. I was the first one to go to college in my family. Mm -hmm. So I felt like, okay. Well, I gotta pick something here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it was it was crazy, but wow. it all worked out. Awesome. And how did your family take it that you want to go into law enforcement? My mother was not happy with this idea. <laughs> right. At all. My dad was like, "Go have fun, do your thing, just you know, be yourself." But, so. but you she's come around since right, that time. She, yeah, she's come around. She's just always worried that something something uh, would happen. happen. Right. But you know. I think that's that being a mom. And I think that's any mom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. That's any parent. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Cindy? Yeah. Right. My father, actually, um, he was not law enforcement. He was the equivalent to what a magistrate is down here. Okay. Um, he would actually go out to the different towns, the way Massachusetts was set up. It's also a Commonwealth state. And he, um, we used to ride with him. Okay. Um, they'd call up, hey, we got one in, in lockup for you. Come on. My father would do the paperwork for the courts. So... About middle school, like like Kylie, early on, it's all of a sudden, I wanted to do this or I wanted to be a flight attendant. Okay. And I don't like riding on airplanes, so <laughs> this, I, yeah, I wanted to travel, but I didn't want to ride on an airplane. Um, so this is this is something I want to say it was in my blood. I always saw law enforcement yes. the positive mm -hmm. side yes. because yes. you know the officers yeah. that were helping. 
um, they they would come for come for meals at the house mm -hmm. and just was always exposed to the, the positive the the whole public service mm -hmm. um, part of it. So yeah, okay, cool. I think a big part of policing that people don't realize is not just the individual officer, but we all have families yes. that are invested in this. Mm -hmm. And so on average, you all have been here twenty five years. What has mm -hmm. changed from the twenty five years yes. you've been here to now mm -hmm. with your family support? Mm -hmm. You're married. You have children. Um, have you had any other family members going to law enforcement, or mm -hmm. what's the family support I, like now? I actually, um, now I have I have a nephew that's going through our academy right now. Oh, wow. Um, his, his family, um, his father and his brother are both firefighters, and he's decided that he wants to take the police route, mm -hmm. so I'm really proud of that. Um, my children, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a little dip different spin. Mm -hmm. okay. My daughter growing up in high school and in middle school, she would, everybody knew I was a police officer. Oh, yeah. um, my son is six years younger than her and my son growing up in middle school and in high school, nobody knew I was a police officer. Um, my son's more private than my daughter is. Mm -hmm. My daughter's kind of out in your face. Um, <laughs> I don't know where she gets that from. <laughs> um, so, right. But um, just the difference on the perspective of police work. Mm -hmm. um, my son was a little more private, and he just, I, me being a school resource officer, he was in high school, and the school he was at opened up. And I'm like, hey, can, can I go there? And my son's like, eh. <laughs> he goes, I, I guess you can. And my daughter goes, I would have been just fine with it. And I'm like, well, your brother's not. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it, just, just a little bit different. And I don't know if that's male, female, or if that's kind of the times where you just kind of want to be a little more private. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. You all have anything? Um, sure. Um, I think for me, um, talking about family support, um, obviously I've, I've been here 19 years and we've all been here, you know, almost two decades. For me, starting out single, getting married, I have three kids, 10-year-old um, twins and a five-year-old. Um, very supportive husband. He's a Marine. He understands public service. And, you know, when I get a call, I have to go or, you know, I've been in investigations mm -hmm. and, you know, been in patrol. And um, so he understands the call of, of duty, per se. But, um, you know, we don't have any family here, extended family. So, um, you know, when there's a need, obviously, I have to fall on either my, my friends, church friends, whatever. But, um, you know, my kids, that's all they know um, mm -hmm. right. their entire mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, my husband's just super supportive. And, you know, the, the department understands my family and, you know, the needs of my family, obviously. Um, but, you know, I have great support. Um, that I'm surrounded by. Mm -hmm. Jen? Well, I am like Kylene too. I don't have any family here whatsoever. Um, but my husband, who's a lieutenant here, he's the greatest supporter. Um, Is that that luggage? That's my oh luggage my that I brought God. with me <laughs> from North Carolina. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and we have two kids, a 14-year-old and a 12-year-old. Um, but with friends, you know, we've got really good friends here that are just they're they're more they're more like family than friends. And without you know their support, there's no way you could do this job without that. And, and that's what we would tell young people in recruiting that once you you know leave whatever area you're coming from, mm -hmm. uh, and it can be local, you still right. have that extended 
family because we have, again, the, the one thing that I tell students are we are a family that wants to support the community because we live in that community. Mm-hmm. And we have kids that are doing activities in that community. My church is in that community. So we are invested in that community. In talking to the, I want to say the, the, the young ladies prior to you all, <laughs> we talked about our families and how our families have, have, uh, have come aboard and supporting us. We talked about the extended family. But let's talk about our history. Let's talk about our where you where you been and and were there some obstacles that you had to go through in being a, a lieutenant starting at the academy were you treated fairly in the academy with the yelling at you running or you can't do this because you I mean times have changed I mean mm-hmm. when we're going to go back 19 years into mm-hmm. today's environment mm-hmm. can we is that fair to talk about yes yeah those what, what yeah like what were your experiences and what have you seen changed today for the better and Cindy, I think you should go first since yeah. you've been here a little longer. And you're in training. I'm in training right now. Yeah, you're um, in training right now. Yeah, let's see, 30 years ago. That's, should we, that's, Cindy, should we tell the story that I can remember you training me how to shoot the shotgun while you were close oh, yeah, oh, yeah. on yeah. the firing yeah. line with yeah. your big belly? Uh, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I, I think I, I trained both of you in fire. In yes. fire. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's been a long time. Because I've been a firearms instructor for about 20 years now. Mm-hmm. Training 30 years ago, um, I, I think they kind of still didn't know what to do with women. Um, I actually had four women that started my police academy, and I had three that graduated with me. Um, one moved on to the fire department. The other one has mm-hmm. since re- yeah. retired. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the my group of people. I had probably two that really weren't keen on women in law enforcement, and one of them was really vocal and... I told him I just wasn't keen on him being a police officer, so we we, we settled that one out really quick. Yep, we, we settled that one out really quick. He didn't think I was worthy. I didn't think he was worthy, so we both proved each other wrong on that. But as far as our academy mates, they were great, um, really supportive. And the I would always um, – the, the male officer that I would pair up with and do defensive tactics with, I remember <laughs> this – I remember injuring him um, in part of training because the training officer kept saying, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do? And kept pushing to the limit where he ended up with a, a minor injury. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that's what we want to do right, now, right, but right. that was kind of, hey, I'm like, okay, let's prove it. Let's I'm keep going. Let's do this. Exactly. And I, that's for a long time. That's how I felt was having to prove um, that, you belong. that stopped. Yeah, exactly. That stopped. Good mm-hmm. for you. Somewhere Good along, for you. The, I am what I am. I'm, I'm female, and mm-hmm. I'm very effective in my job. So, yes. awesome, awesome. Jen, any, anything you want to add to that? I would say, like I, you know, started out in UOB, um, and then moved to SID, and worked in, you know, um, covert unit, and then went to crimes against property, where I felt like every time as a female. Every time I moved somewhere, I had to prove myself. Mm-hmm. I had to prove that I could do this job. Mm-hmm. Then I had to prove I could do this job. Then I had to prove that I could have kids and do this job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was probably the biggest one to get through to people. Mm-hmm. I can still mm-hmm. do this job even though I have a two-year-old at home. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Yeah. I think sometimes, though, I will say a lot of mine is um, kind of uh, what's... Uh, 
self-induced? Mine is self-induced for sure. Um, That to be accepted. That I am going to do a good job. That I can do a good job. Um, There's no doubt they know I can. It's I put the pressure on myself to. Mm always want to achieve and do well. I think that that's instilled in a lot of us just from the academy and um, maybe just the way I I was raised. I don't know. But um, a lot of it is self-induced, you know, kind of in a competition with myself um, to want to do well and to prove that I I can do it. Um, I've never felt like um, or given the impression that I couldn't. Okay. So that's okay. from my training. Um, I was just always glad to do it, just to to show mm-hmm. that I could. Um, but I never felt that way. And I've like Jen. I've been in UOB, CID, and property. Jen and I were actually partners. I was your partner. Yes, you were. Skinner you taught me a lot. <laughs> um, and was on negotiations for ten years and uh, polygraph examiner as well so um yeah and as as far as promotion i mean it's really you work hard and you know you 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 do a good job and you put yourself out there um you know i think anyone anyone can do it really it's just putting yourself out there and being confident and hard working um you can do it so it sounds like each of you had an opportunity to move around the department Mm -hmm. and advance to different specialized areas whether it be special investigations division like Jen or mm-hmm. training in firearms for Cindy, because I know when I first got here, we didn't have a lot of female trainers and we did not have a lot of female firearms right. trainers. Exactly. I don't know if we have a lot of female firearms we, trainers we now. We have three so currently and there's only been four ever. Wow. Ever, right. Exactly. Um, I know we've made some strides. We've had two women on our SWAT team mm-hmm. now, which is mm-hmm. not an easy feat for anyone to get on um, to our SWAT team as well as negotiations, team leaders, and things like that. Mm -hmm. Do you all network together outside of work? I know in the years past there have been some social events that you get Mm -hmm. together and you're in a space with just women um, to socialize and network with each other, which I think is great. I'll say we were probably better when we were a little bit smaller. I think think things have gotten, gotten away. We used to... We used to have ha- uh, Halloween parties and Easter egg hunts, and the women and their kids, we'd all show up, and we'd do Easter egg hunts, and the kids would be there. Um, we do that as a department now. We do Easter egg hunts and Santa, but we used to do as a women's group. We'd kind of get, get together. We Several years, we had women in policing, myself mm-hmm. and um, two other retired female officers coordinated that, and, and that seemed to help. Just We're unique because we're women. Mm-hmm. We're just as effective as men, and we bring both, both men and women bring really different skill sets to the table. Yes. Both of them very valuable. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it, awesome. but um, I love Daryl, but <laughs> Daryl and I don't have the same issues right. at right. times. Right. At times, right. I don't know, we could have the same we're, issues. We, we but have the same issues, yeah. but at different times. We use yeah. different bathrooms. Right. There you go. There you go. There you go. Okay. Okay. So with new women coming into policing, or new anyone coming into policing, what recommendations do you have for them to be successful? How to prepare for the academy? Uh, we, we, we've established on the podcast that our academy is physically and psychologically stressful. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you recommend that they prepare for that? Especially with today's generation. Run a lot. Run a lot. <laughs> we run a lot. I know. When I, right, when I came here, I had no idea that it was going to be that type of like physical activity right away 
until I was doing push-ups in formation mm-hmm. um, with a skirt on. Mm-hmm. And I was yep. like, what is going First on? Day. What did I sign mm-hmm. up for? <laughs> it was, First day. I, yeah, I can remember now, now, Captain, the, now Captain Stark. Um, yelling in my face. I was like, what is this? Like, I know I've wanted to do this my entire life, but why is he right in my face yelling at me? Um, And yes, doing sit-ups and yeah, it was crazy. But um, I would say, yes, physically, um, I can remember, you know, where I lived at the time, running around a a high school track, um, just trying to get myself conditioned. And um, But mentally, just you know, if this is what you want to do, you have to be prepared that, um, you know, they're here to train you and support you. They know, they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, so just do what they ask and it'll all fall together. Um, really at the end, it'll all make sense. You're just going to have to trust the process. Um, and you know, fall on your other academy mates um, for advice or help because there could be someone who's been in the military or, you know, understands the process a little bit. Um, But definitely um, don't give up. Uh, If you give up, you're never really going to know. But that's determination. You really have to have that because at the weak moments, if you don't have the determination determination and motivation within yourself, um, you'll let yourself go by the wayside. Right. I know that there were times that you kind of looked and go, is this really worth it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is really yeah, worth yeah, it. Definitely. Right. I know when I when I was in the academy, the, I only had to, I was an auxiliary police officer in Wilmington. And I was only there for like six months. And they they certify you. You know, you go to like a six-week program down there. They certify you. They, you have a, they're given a gun, like, and it's just it's just crazy. The training Nowhere is like minimal compared to the training here. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a situation down there where, like, I had pulled over a car, and everyone jumped out of the car and ran. And I thought to myself, I am so not prepared for this moment. So mm-hmm. that is when, you know, I came here, and I just was – I could not believe how great the academy mm-hmm. – it was very challenging, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but – I learned so much and felt when I left and went through field training, I was prepared and knew exactly what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and, and knowing like, like with Chesterfield, like your backup is, is going to be there. That was a huge thing too. I have to say like your beat officers, you know, they were, they were going to be there. And, um, I n- never doubted that one moment. So, so knowing, mm-hmm. knowing what we know now, Getting through the academy, finding your 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 area in which your expertise is in and where you want to work at. What about your family? What about your your the school system in Chesterfield, the community of Chesterfield, mm-hmm. the the some of the the activities in our community? Can you mm-hmm. share that so we can give to sure. our young people? Sure. Um, like I said earlier, I have three kids. We have ten year old twins, boy girl twins, um, and a five year old, and. and um, and a husband. And a husband. And my husband. Yes, he's awesome. <laughs> um, so um, our son, just to be very transparent, because that's just who I am, and anybody um, who asks me, I will tell them. Um, our son, our 10-year-old son, he's autistic, and we have had tremendous support just with mm. therapies around here. Um, 
both speech and um, occupational therapy, stuff like that. I mean, there's all kinds of resources in Richmond, Charlottesville. Um, he has he's a black has a black belt in karate and taekwondo. Oh, wow. There's so many places for families. I know Jen's kids are so into softball and baseball. Um, the schools are great. The school support um, is great. Um, and um, our daughter was in Girl Scouts. I was a Girl Scout leader at one point in time. Um, so, yeah, we stay busy. Yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's just with COVID, of course, stuff has slowed down a little bit. But, um, and, of course, the, your spiritual journey. Yes, yes. We um, At one point in time, I was a hospitality um, I guess leader in our church but mm-hmm. yes very involved with our church um and yeah we're just we're busy the mm-hmm. family support is great yes jen you want to talk about your um um i will say let's see my daughter just started high school here she's in the um, specialty center at one of the high schools to um go into the medical field and then my son's at a middle school i mean they do but they both do well they they love it they have got great friends um you know that all the activities at school cross country and track mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. good stuff and then of course they're both on travel teams um travel baseball and travel softball so we stay busy and um trying to think of anything else but yeah it was, it's just a it's a great community the schools are yeah. schools are great mm-hmm. and yeah no complaints wow. yeah well, let's see. My husband is a homegrown. My husband, I've, we've been married for 26 years. My husband is actually a native Chesterfield, Virginia. Um, he graduated from Thomasdale High School, where mm-hmm. we actually settled back in that community um, of the Enon Chester area. And my, both of my children gra- graduated from Thomasdale High School. My daughter is a nurse. She's 24. My son is 18 and studying to be an electrician. Mm-hmm. And it's they actually both work in the same kind of area. Um, my daughter just recently started working for the county. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she was going through her hiring process, they were taking notes about the fact that her family members were Chesterfield natives because they knew that there was a good chance that they have a long-term employee. Right. Um, she's, she's come in state. So both of them played sports. Both of them traveled sports. The opportunities just in your areas um, – I managed the swim team down in Rivers Bend for several years, and it's just the kids really respect. And when they find out that you're a law enforcement officer, oh, oh my gosh, your mom. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. and even even now, your mom's a police officer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's not dad. It's mom. Yeah. 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 So great, great community support. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll just say just to end um, on our talking about our families, um, just you have to be purposeful with the work-life balance. You know, having children and being, you know, in this career um, and, you know, always maybe it it is Mm self-induced again, but always wanting to um, go above and beyond in your job and your career to, you know, to have a very successful and your career blossom. You have to be focused on your personal life as well to uh, really focus on your wellness, whether it's spiritual, physical. I love running. That's my, you know, mom time. That's my alone time just to decompress. But we have to have a work-life balance to, to be able to do this job well. Yes. At some point in all of our careers, we were on call. Mm-hmm. And the phone would ring and you would mm-hmm. leave. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing. My family always knew they were first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They knew when the phone rang and I had to go, that was temporary and it, yeah. was, it was okay to go. But they always knew mm-hmm. that my family was first. And they know the balance of my personal family and my work family. Because yeah. I won't say this is where... 
this is where I came to, and all of us did, and planted our roots. So not only are our fellow officers, they're our friends, they're our family, they're our extended family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome. I knew it was going to be a good one. Absolutely. I knew this episode was going to be another good one. Uh, Anything else you want to add to as we close? Daryl, I want to say that Jen and I went to the academy together. (laughs) He was so lucky to have me, wasn't he? <laughs> yes. And when she said she showed up and she didn't know, she was being truthful. Oh, um, oh I believe 100%. She was the best dressed recruit I had ever seen. I believe in my life. it. I believe it. I thought to That's myself, saying a lot, Elliot. Yes. You are very best dressed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought oh, yeah. this woman must be going to a Fortune 500 power lunch or something. <laughs> She's in the nice. Wrong, and I'm the thought, wrong location. I'm like, she has no idea what's about to happen when we get out here to this flagpole and start these push ups. <laughs> Running down the hallway in high heels, I was like, what did I sign up for? <laughs> yes. But look but at you sure now, Jen. Look I at know, you now. Look where I'm at. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but ladies, I, I, I truly want to thank you all. Yeah, thank, um, thank you all a lot. And, and on behalf of the men in the department, yes, we want to thank yes. you all for making a space for women who are now coming into policing. Yes. Um, because of the work you did and what you mm-hmm. endured and the groundwork that you laid, it has made it a lot easier with our policies, procedures, and our culture yes. uh, in our department to uh, to help other women and officers come in and have an equal playing ground. And, and, I, and I know our awesome. citizens of the, of the Chesterfield County just just love what you all are doing for our community. And thank you, especially for your kids and where they are in there, and mm-hmm. husbands. Um, so we appreciate it yeah. on this, this episode of our podcast. In the box here, Elliot, I want to thank you. Thank you, sir. And absolutely, for our listeners, if you're interested in applying for to be a Chesterfield Police Officer, go to ChesterfieldPD.com, get your application in, and be in one of our upcoming academies. All right, thank you.